This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by ATB. At ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. That's ATB.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field. Bang him! Bang him! Bang him! Somebody light me up! It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. the turf district where we huddle up to talk all things edmonton elks and the cfl and we are a proud member of the alberta podcast network locally grown community supported and of course we are also a part of the canadian football podcast network i'm andrew and uh, i'm glad that you're joining us this e- well i guess it's this evening while we're recording you might be listening to this during the day or in the morning or anything like i know joe listens early uh so we're uh, we're just gathering together tonight to chat some more football um unfortunately no super fan this evening but we do have an amazing guest and we we of course have uh the regular gang otherwise <laughs> nice uh first <laughs> joining us from Turf District South. I'm having a hard time with Turf District today for some reason. Uh, Turf District South is the one and only Commissioner Kayla. How are you? I'm in trouble with life. You're in trouble? <laughs> what? Why are you are in you? trouble? Oh yeah, yeah. Please. I am having. I am having a lot of trouble. That's that's fair, actually. Uh, how are you this doing? Life. This is me. I'm just like yeah, it's all good. <laughs> that's oh, wonderful. <laughs> Uh, how's the, uh, how's the weekend? How was the rest of the weekend? Cause I mean, I'm, well, I'm even the Friday, I guess. How was the whole weekend for you? You know, I mean, we can get into it a little bit more, but Mad Alive, I had a blast on Friday. It was a lot of fun. I, awesome. I called my mom on the way home cause it's, you know, I got to keep myself awake somehow. It's a very, it's quite the drive. Yeah. Quite late at night. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was going a mile a minute. I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, guess what happened? This is so great. She's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, good weekend. Um, Sunday was my regular church and family day, and Saturday I did nothing and I felt like a blob. Oh well, so, you know what though? That's sometimes we need blob weekends. I mean, I would kill for a blob weekend, but you know, that's that's what happens. Great. Well, I'm single, so I have no obligations. I can blah 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 away. <laughs> is, is there gin in that cup? No. No. <laughs> that was the appropriate sad face to go along with it. Well done. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's bring in our guest this week. Uh, joining us, I believe this is the fifth time on the podcast. Wow. Sixth, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. Does he get a medal? Everybody knows who it is. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us again. Um, I'm sure that you will have lots of fun things to chat about. No, oh, I, I made notes. You made I notes? Know. I made notes. I've never made notes. On all the times I've been on your show, I've never made notes. Wow. There's a first time for everything. I actually I do appreciate the fact that you messaged me and said I made notes, and I said so did I. Weird. Like I don't yeah. I don't know how that works. But um, uh, let, let's uh, let's talk about the season a little bit for you, just from your perspective, because um, I, I, how you got to a couple of games, I believe. Yes. 
I I did early on. I mm-hmm. um, went to two of the first games, and then after that, I kind of went about your route and decided, you know what, it's probably not worth it having a young kid at home, taking the chances. And even after everything, the team started playing not so well. It was just like, uh, I really didn't have the ambition to go. Right. But, I mean, I made it out to the tailgate at the Hamilton game. Oh, nice. So, okay. That's awesome. When I picked up some cupcakes from Janelle and met up with Laura and a few <laughs> other people at the tailgate. And you weren't there and Kayla wasn't there and Mike was sick. So I was there. Except no one else was when I got there. And I was like, <laughs> what happened? Is is that because you showed up on Kayla time? I was a half an hour before the game started. And usually oh. everyone's packing up like five to ten minutes before game time. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, you did well. Um, <laughs> all right. We're already getting some fantastic comments like uh, Joe Ruins Notes. That's good. I I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well done, Joe. Um, all right. Well, um, we do have some fun things to talk about before we uh, before we get into the game and all those types of things. Uh, I do want to talk about a new uh, Pay It Forward with Football initiative because um, this is always very exciting. Um, you know, there obviously there are friends, and um, I just wanted to talk about they're they're doing a stuff a wallet giveaway. And it's specifically for Christmas. Uh, you can uh, nominate a family or you can donate. Um, you can donate on their website. Just do cash there with uh, payitforwardwithfootball.com. Uh, or you can message them on social to get a chance to give them a gift card. And basically what they're going to do is pack a wallet and then uh, give that to a nominated family. So um, I, I think it's a really, really cool uh, Christmas idea. And of course... You know, we want to support our buddies as much as we can. So uh, make sure that you uh, reach out if you can and help with uh, either donations or nominating people because uh, that's, uh, I think it's just an awesome thing that, yeah, another awesome thing that they're doing. I shouldn't even say a awesome, it's another awesome thing they're doing. So, um, yeah, I know, right? Spread kindness. They're, they're, they, they just live it every day and I love it. It's fantastic. Um, all right, we got a, game that we need to talk about. We need to d- dive into the game a little bit. Um, Elks played on uh, Friday night. They they did lose, uh, but it was a lot closer. 1917. Um, I, I mean, they kind of, they did make history by going winless at home. Something. Something. But um, the, the, the good thing, though, is that there is more positive to talk about in this game I think than we have had in a long time so uh so let's start there let's start with some of the good that was in this game so Joe Joe what did you in your notes what do you have in your notes notes? for uh for good stuff yeah I actually said that it was their best game other than the wins of course um they they looked more competitive and they've in my opinion have actually looked more competitive since the Winnipeg game um even though that one was got out of hand early they didn't really give up Mm-hmm. But and the games since that you know that that game haven't really been that bad. I guess you could say that you can see there was progress in the team developing and and gelling. But obviously, when you're playing Hamilton, Winnipeg, those higher caliber teams, it's not really gonna um, come out for the best. But yeah, no, it was definitely their best game since I guess that would have been what week? Well, since Labor Day. Labor think, Day, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would say since Labor Day. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you think they played better this game than when they played Winnipeg? Just oh, oh, for sure, absolutely. Really, I I would agree. I I would agree. I thought it was much better. Defense, especially, looked really, really good. Like they were getting to Fajardo, and um, it, it it just looked. You know, they were you know the best. They were the better team, in my opinion. Obviously, well, I'd say for maybe. Obviously, the fourth quarter, but the, uh, you know, but they had their sparks, like that first interception by what was his name? Um, oh yeah, Leon Nafis is his yeah. first name. Yeah, Nafis Lion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it like right from that get go, you knew it was going to be a close game. Saskatchewan just didn't look like themselves, really. So, um, 
but that's you know going to probably piss off my rider friends, but that's my job, right? <laughs> so. so you're living up to your name. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, you know what though? I, I I would agree on both points with you. I I think. Although I think the Riders have been kind of an up and down team this year. It's like there's moments where they just look like they're world beaters and there's other times where they just kind of look discombobulated. Um and look at that big word out of nowhere. I don't know where that came from, but it just it looks like they just um there were points in this game where you thought, "Okay, here they go. They're going to take it over." And then there were other points where it was Okay, well, I guess they're we're we're gonna just well, and and our team was playing better. I guess I shouldn't just totally lie it on on the riders and the way they were playing, but we definitely had a better game overall. So, Kamish, what do you think, positive wise? Uh, well, they came out strong. I mean, mm. I wasn't there. Whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, but not there yet. But I was listening to our boys, uh, uh, Morley and Dave. And, uh, I mean, they came out strong, but, again, they just kind of, like, stuttered and, and, and sputtered their way through kind of the, the second and the third quarters, it felt like, and they started to kick it up in high gear. So they started strong and ended strong, but their consistency is what's driving me nuts. Is it just, well, uh, among a plethora of other things. But, I I mean, I didn't watch half the game. Oops. Oops. But for me, the reason why I... I asked Joe if if he thought they looked better this game rather than against the Bombers is for me keeping the Bombers on their toes the best team in the CFL unde- like oh, practically undefeated one loss versus a Riders inconsistent team as well that didn't really do that good and we still lost for me personally I would take that Winnipeg game over the Saskatchewan game just for the mere fact that I mean Mind you, Mortada missed how many field goals, so maybe right. <laughs> he actually got some. But they they did keep um, Kolaris, like, on his toes. Couldn't really, I mean, 26 points. And they did they get a score in the fourth quarter? I can't remember. Uh, not, uh, Winnipeg. No, no, not Winnipeg. against Winnipeg. Nobody scores in the fourth quarter against Winnipeg, yeah. No, 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 did Winnipeg score? Oh, yeah, yes. Did they? Okay. Okay. Yeah. A field goal? No, no, that was, remember, we were in the fourth quarter and it was tied. It was like 16-16 right, right, right. and then all of, and then Winnipeg won 26-16 or whatever. That yeah. was the home game anyway, right? Yeah. So just for me personally, I like when you go up against the best and you can still kind of make that match versus a team that's kind of uh, a little bit inconsistent, didn't really look that good, but you still lose even after you know you've come back. And personally for me, I just felt like the defense, especially um, in the backfield, they looked a little like they couldn't just keep up or they couldn't make their runs. I don't, I'm not a professional, but it, again, looked more zone coverage than man to man. And when they were matched, they were unmatched. That's just what I took away from it. Okay, but, that's fair. Uh, the only one that I would, the, the only one that I might challenge you on at all was that I, I thought Lion had an enormous game, especially covering Shaq Evans. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. step for step with him, and to the point where he was frustrating Shaq Evans. And I, you don't see that very often. And and I thought for a guy who's a rookie who just like we didn't even know what his first name was. Even this evening when we started, we could barely say his name. Uh, but it's he. I thought he just had a monster game. I thought he well, really totally shut fair. down that corner, and and he was in a lot of man to man, but. Uh, see if and if I was going to complain about the defense, I know Joe, you said they were getting after Fajardo, but I think they were in the uh, like you said, Kayla, the first and the fourth, but the second and the third, there was nothing. There was no like all the gas was gone or something. Like yeah. it just felt very. I agree. And I don't want to pick on anybody, but I feel like Jonathan Rose was having a really tough night. I think he did have a tough night, and, yeah. And when Shaq Evans got that catch that they needed near the end of the game they had switched him over to be on rose <laughs> and he got the catch but when he was with lion he was not getting anywhere so yeah, um yeah. so i thought lion had a great night i thought fletcher had an amazing night uh for a guy just coming in um i love how fast he hits the line um and he's also one of those guys just puts his head down and 
Oh, so you're, uh, you're either going to stop me or I'm going to go through you. <laughs> and uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I really liked his game, uh, and even Nielsen, who started at right tackle. So first starting global offensive lineman, I believe, for uh, definitely for us, and uh, started out really rough. But as the game went on, I thought he really ended up having a good game. So, um, any other guys that I missed on on your in your notes, Joe? Um, well, I, I thought this was Cornelius's best game so far this season. He was quite consistent, I would think. I mean, he struggled in the middle, like Kayla said, in the middle of the game. But in the first quarter, and, the, and especially in the fourth quarter, obviously, he, he played very well. Um, Vandervoot, guy, the kid had two, yep. two touchdowns, right? So, I mean, um, his first two of his career, I believe. So that's kind of a big deal to, uh, to do as well. So, um, although I can't. One of my negatives of the thing, I don't know if I would say his touchdown celebration is positive. No, that uh, falls under the WTF. <laughs> but it was uh, definitely, I don't know, I, I think um, it's a little more uh, risque than, than Kwaku's hula hoop. So, um, <laughs> hula hoop. Yes, hula hoop. Yes, correct. Um, so yeah, so it's, 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 that's really all I got. I mean, the defense, you know, they, as we've discussed, they did that whole bend don't break, but that's pretty much a, um, no Thor defense. Yeah. So, well, they weren't as aggressive as a usual nor, nor North, Thor, North Thor, but they, defense, but they were but they, holding, they did okay. They, they held Saskatchewan to three field goals in the yeah. second half. Right. So, I mean, that, that's kind of says you know enough about what you know the only problem i have is they spent way too much time on the on the field as usual and that's 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 a bit of a problem that's been with the team all year so um i think if that offense get a little more consistent especially in like this next stretch of games that we have like we got three games in seven or eight days so (laughs) seven days oh my god yeah, we get to set up at one game this week, and then next Monday night we get to set up two games because we have a Tuesday <laughs> night and a Saturday. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, I, uh, I I agree with you. They kept it very close. Um, the Vandervoort that first touchdown. I mean, he could have you know wrote a letter in the back corner before he he was all day to be wide open. Riders are like, ah, oh, don't worry about that guy. <laughs> touchdown. Yay! Um, so that that was exciting. Um, I, I really liked his second touchdown because that was Cornelius really started to move the pocket better in that fourth quarter. Um, and a lot of times, I was actually really impressed with Cornelius coming out, especially to his right. And it was like he would run right along the line of scrimmage, looking downfield for anybody, and then fire it off and I was really impressed with how he was uh, moving around like that so I mean overall I got the numbers here he went 21 for 35 for 322 yards with two TDs and no interceptions so that's a really good stats we'll be excited I mean there's no we actually had no turnovers in this game which is I think that might be a first this season probably yeah like that's that's a that's a big deal so um, against a team that, you know, that is fighting for a playoff spot and, and, and of course, did secure one in the end, but really needed that game. We... Yeah, we could have played spoiler <laughs> for sure. Kayla, that was a fantastic reaction. Uh, paging Bill Kempthorne for the new gif of Kayla. Um, that was, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I thought, I just thought overall there was definitely more positives to take away in this game than there was. We didn't have so much of the, oh, this is horrible. Um, Now, there still was some bad, and you kind of touched on it, you know, Joe, that, you know, there was a really weird celebration in the end zone. No, there's a, see, I thought the defense, they weren't getting a lot of pressure um, for a good part of the game, but that might be part of the game plan is to back off and because it's not like they're, it's not like Saskatchewan's going to run the ball. <laughs> so yeah. my fantasy knows that because William Powell got basically no points because it was, yeah, it was not, they don't hand the ball off. Um, but that's, that's kind of, kind of brutal, but they didn't. And like you said, Kayla, they didn't really kick in till the fourth quarter where they could have done more in there. So uh, any bads that you have there, Joe? Um, well, the win going winless at home for the first time in, team history 72 years or something that's yeah that's 
never good. Uh, Taylor Cornelius needs to learn to throw the ball a little lighter. <laughs> he seems like, and, and when the guys on TSN are saying it, and like Kayla said, I'm not a professional, but when the guys on TSN that are former professionals are saying it, um, it's, it's, it's very evident. Like I, I find that he gets the ball off well and he gets it into play, but sometimes he throws it so hard that the receivers can't catch it right? because it just hits them in the hands so hard. Right. So um, there's, there's a time for that. I get it, but not like 90% of your throws. That's, that's true. Yeah. That second one, that second touchdown to Vandervoort, I was impressed yeah. he hung on because that was like, it's like well, a bullet coming yeah. out of and, You know, like he's gunning it over the middle and the guy's like having to like stick his hands up and it's like burning his hands. And I don't blame the guy for dropping it because it's coming in so hot, but um, and then my last thing that's the bane of my existence when watching sports is shoulder tackles. I hate <laughs> shoulder tackles. Like, there's plays every game. But this game in particular, there were, like, I counted three plays where they could have stopped the guy, but they go for the shoulder tackle. Right. And the guy just bounces off of them and runs for another 10, 15 yards, right? So it's, you're a professional. Wrap them up. Like, it's not hard. Yeah. the I, I always say that to Riley. It's like, don't 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 lean into him. Yeah. Get your arms around him. And uh, what he was telling me, he's like, yeah, my coaches say, uh, no, don't don't lean in with a shoulder and no patty cake. So no, just trying to reach and grab him like this. Yeah. Just, so <laughs> just get around, get your arms around him and take him down. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Kayla, what do you have yeah, that, for this one? That's actually one of my pet peeves too, is when you don't wrap up a guy and tackle and you try to force um, a fumble or something. It's like, if you're good enough to do both at the same time, great. But most of the time you're not. So just tackle him. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks so much. Maybe try and go on your way down or something. But uh, that is my one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, I mean, we've said it, said it all, like the bads. It's just kind of repetitive stuff at this point. But I think what I'm most frustrated is we have nothing to lose at this point. And I mean we, as in the team, because I have no capacity to actually influence them. (laughs) But, I mean, just toss your playbook and maybe start doing something that's creative, out-of-the-box thinking. Try something new different mm-hmm. weird we're gonna lose anyway so you might as well go out fashion and try something different like i think why yeah. are we stop being so conservative especially on offense it's not getting us anywhere it's not gonna get us anywhere <sighs> well so the wolves just do something different try it out who knows you might win a game <laughs> doubt it I, but at I, least I, you try i can agree with that i but i i don't know if that's if that's in, you know, the playbook, so to speak, mm. you know, exactly. That's why you Elizondo doesn't seem like a guy that he, he's not a like, I don't I don't want to say he's like a Mike O'Shea. Cause I don't think anybody's a Mike O'Shea, right. but uh, he, he doesn't seem like the guy that has all these trick plays just in the back pages of his playbook, so to speak. So um, Google, Google, <laughs> <laughs> Watch nice. the Titans. That's that's mm-hmm. where Michael Shea gets all his plays, apparently, right? Yeah, it must be, <laughs> must be that. Um, I know. I, I we talk about being aggressive. It actually leads really well into my WTF for this week. Um, they score the touchdown to get within four points, and then they're going for two. What? Why? Because if you get one and then you get down and get a field goal somehow, you can go into overtime. But if you don't get it, you're four points down and now you need to – like I I was – now, they were lucky because there was the penalty call and they got to try again. Although, hey, let's – no, we're going to – now we're going to kick. No, no, you're not allowed. You realize now, oh, I made a mistake and I should have only gone for one and now we have to go for two again. And luckily they leaned it in and did get it. But that if they didn't have the penalty, it would have been, what are you doing? That that's, and, and now we're seeing this not only with our team, but 
other coaches across the league where there's just this end of game clock management and, and score management is crazy. And to me, that was my WTF for this game. Cause I, I, I didn't understand it. As soon as they started lining up for two, I'm like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> just take the, you have Sean white kick yeah, one the point. One, and then third yeah. most accurate field goal kicker in the history of the game. And, you know, uh, like, yeah. And then the TSN guy started talking about it. I'm like, oh no, like what? This is this is kicking a field goal on first down all over again. Like, what are we doing? But Come like on. you said, it's it's not just our team that's been making questionable coaching decisions in the last few weeks. I mean, Toronto's done it two weeks in a row, I think. Yes. And when he made some bonehead plays, and it's just like he tried to, this week. He tried to challenge a penalty. Or no, he ch- tried to challenge on this, not even challengeable. Yes, and then lost his challenge. Challenge and his timeout because it's just like, what are you doing? So I, I don't know who it was. I think it was a former player on Twitter said something to the effect of, it's not, you know, we're seeing bad play because of the off year and all of this, but we're also seeing bad coaching because of the same thing, right? Because a lot fair. of these coaches haven't yeah. had time to to actually prepare and, do, you know, some of these coaches are, are on other teams are going in the same situation that the Elks did with having Elizondo come in and have not have the coaching staff they wanted. Right. So I, I could see it, but yeah, it's it's very it's been a very unique year all around in the CFL. I'd have to say, <laughs> unique. Oh, that was very um, politically correct for you. <laughs> well, I'm on a family friendly podcast. That's, that's <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to fire truck right out anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kamish, you got anything you want to add in for this one? No. No. I mean, the WTF was on me for being late. Okay. (laughs) But wait a second. That's not really far from the norm. No, no. I have never actually missed a kickoff. Oh, okay. Okay. Ever. Okay. All right. Well. And uh, I did. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it in the end. Me too. Because you missed the kickoff. That's. that's You just started getting better when I got there. (laughs) They're like, oh, Kayla's here. We can start playing now. Yeah. Perform. (laughs) Thanks. Nice. Uh, All right. Let's go through some uh, fan questions on YouTube here. Um, Oh, we've got a plethora of things going on. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, Supermom says hello from Vancouver Island. Hello, Supermom. Um, Tim Capper says for the first time since 1993, a team has gone undefeated and a team has gone winless at home. Interesting. All in the same weekend. Winnipeg cleans up and we're unfortunately on the wrong side of that particular uh, excitement um, uh, unknown if first time for two teams in the same division oh that's interesting I hadn't even thought of that but that's uh, yeah uh, thanks to uh, Ken Ledwick says thanks Tim exactly that's what we all hey well that. technically we're not last though technically we're not last I thought we were the red blacks are still in the bottom I don't they got more I don't... losses than we do Oh, because yeah, we haven't caught up in yeah, we haven't caught up in our losses. I was gonna say right now they they have the season series on us, so that's, that's, that's true. Oh, brutal. Anyway, uh, let's see. Cosmic rhubarb says, "Ooh, Kayla is looking like a snack tonight." Well, that's well, <laughs> very nice. You always um, do. Yeah. Okay, and Jacob Sperling said the same thing for me uh, that I said Elizondo's decision to go for two when we needed one to be down by a field goal. Uh, do you guys think he's that checked out, or was that an honest mistake? I I think it's an honest mistake. I think it's, well, we, we need to get points to try and, and get close, but just not kind of realizing, well, yeah, but then we still need, we need, still need another score, and I'd rather... I, the other theory is that he was playing for the win in sure. that you go for two. And then if you get the field goal, you win the game. Um, yeah. And I thought that too, when I was watching it, but on the other hand, it's such a high, it's a high risk, high reward situation though. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But does that go with what Kayla was saying and try to, you know, 
play to the wall. Yeah. Maybe. And that at this point in the season, because they know they're out of the playoffs and they know that people aren't, you know, they're like, they, they said on the, on the TSN broadcast as well, that players are legitimately now playing just for positions next year. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. To keep their job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or, or or to get a job next season because, like you know, you got Fletcher that came in to replace Walker, and the guy had 140 yards, you know, in offense. You can't. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to keep him off the field in the next couple of games, which you know might be beneficial to the team, right? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And who doesn't want to upset a playoff position, man? Like if we would have won, that would have been so evil. Yeah, because well, really. I mean, you've got Calgary and BC are still fighting for that third spot, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and we all know what Calgary does. So, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, it should be rather interesting. Um, It's uh, yeah. Well, there's there's lots that we could delve into on that. I'm sure. Um, Let's see. Ken says uh, the problem with this team is seldom the defense. Okay. Yeah, I, I can do that. Uh, Coach Vic says Joe has rider friends. Interesting. And Joe, Joe says has I friends? have friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Patrick uh, Penguin, our good friend Ed says, if I were a Riders fan, I'd be very concerned. Definitely not peaking. Uh, not peaking, especially when you look at the way Hamilton's playing as of late. Uh, I can, I can get that. Uh, Tim Capper says discombobulated and plethora used in the same show. Well, that's you come here for the fancy shows. I know. To which I replied almost in the same sentence. Yeah, <laughs> almost. I know. Uh, Ken says the Elks offense is totally schizophrenic under Cornelius. I, I would say yes, but I think that any quarterback that's basically new to the league and thrown in in the middle of a season, it's going to look that way. I, Absolutely. I, other than the one backup that we all know that would come in and actually clean up and take over a team, one number 15 in our past, it doesn't usually happen, happen that a, well, maybe with Dane Evans last year, he jumped in as a backup and, and kind of took off the, with that team, but that's not usually what happens, right? So, um, Connie Feketa says, you didn't like the inchworm? <laughs> I still say it was better than the hula hoop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some comments on Twitter that weren't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nice <laughs> no, to Mister yeah. Vandervoot. Okay. <laughs> Let him have some fun. Oh my! All right. Uh, Cosmic Rhubarb says, in my opinion, the Elks' injuries helped them. Their replacement seemed to hustle hard. Fletcher, Vandervoort, uh, curious if the injured players' attitudes might have been part of the problem in the previous games. I mean, I, when I saw that injury list come out a couple of days before the game, I and I saw who was on it, I I almost I thought something similar to the effect that... Because um, people have been saying, like, something's wrong with Dar- Darrell Walker. And, yeah. you know, the last few games with you know, James Wilder Jr. hasn't been the same that he was early on in the season. And I think some of those guys have maybe given up on the team, so to speak. Um, that's just my hypothesis. But it's it almost makes sense. Like, they probably just said, listen, you're going to need us in the next three games in seven days, so I'm just going to sit this one out, right? Well, a lot of people had hip injuries all of a sudden. Yeah, well, yeah. that's because they're butthurt, but... <laughs> Didn't you already yeah, was, say this as a family? I guess that's not bad. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, I think, um, I, I mean, it's it could be that. It could be that they're trying to just rest guys before, they're, before they have the big stretch of games. Um, I, I personally thought when I saw that list, I'm like, oh, they're, they're trying some new guys. Let's see what happens. Right. And they're probably going to have to flip flop the guys over the next three games. So it's, uh, you know, see, see how that turns out, but there might be a couple of guys, like you said, does now James Wilder Jr. Could 
legitimately be hurt with his ankle. Um, do, do we see him again, or do they start Fletcher again? He he had a great game. He had a, a, a monster game. Um, I, I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see. Um, Coach Vic says the fan appreciation night was a bit off and um, kind of seems to be the trend. From What was the appreciation? I, I wish I could tell you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did Whatever, anything happen? There was cheap food. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Didn't partake, but cool. Okay. There was that. I mean, okay. but at this point in the season, too, I think they understand that why would they go and do all this extravagant stuff if they know that people aren't going to turn out either, right? Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It's, it's maybe they're looking forward to next season, which is ideal, but, I mean, this team really needs to figure something out to get fans back into the stands because, I mean, honestly, like, with the exception of, like, Andrew and myself that have made the decision to not go just to, you know, basically protect our, our, our family and our children, but it's like there's people that legitimately just didn't go because – they don't like what the team's doing, both on and off the field, right? So agreed. Yeah, yeah. And I um, actually, I should uh, throw in a thank you here right now to uh, to CBC because they uh, they had me on to talk about just that and uh, kind of what what should they do and and we're seeing less people and how do we you know how do we get some more people in the stands and that's what I was saying. I think the the there is definitely COVID plays a role. But I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'm I'm kind of upset with everything that's happening. It's poor play is one thing, but the stuff that's happening on off the field and the constant fact that I'm having yeah. to defend a team is not, it just it gets tiresome, and you Absolutely. don't do that anymore, right? So and that, and the thing that really bugged me as well is when they announced the the vaccination protocol. It's they they're like, oh, we're not doing it till October fifteenth or whatever, and it's like, well, at that point, you only got two games left right right so it's like at that point what's the point of doing it where other people are like just do it for the next game right Right. yeah and you 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 can have exceptions to the rule but just say like starting next game we're going to start checking for vaccine passports and whatever you want to call them so yeah well we i we were the last team weren't we to put it by two minutes but I think we were yeah i think so yeah (laughs) so so i mean uh, so i i think there's enough things like that, so uh, that's the thing that's uh, that's frustrating. Um, uh, Julian Poirier said, uh, "If you believe in Cornelius, you have to let him play the playbook he knows." Well, that's an interesting one. Um, and Derek Mapstone said, "Fan appreciate appreciation night was really off. I didn't feel very appreciated. Besides the random child throwing a mini football into the stands, <laughs> so there wasn't a bunch of extra." Did he at least get a football? Because. Uh, I, never get a I, I sit in lower section K. Yeah, right. And it, yeah, they weren't I never really... get a ball. In well, my now, hang on a second, though. We talked about this the last game. They haven't been given a lot of opportunities to throw the balls out this year that either. Is very so true. That, that does that's that does uh, make a difference. Um, oh, section GP says hello. Hello, section GP. We haven't talked to him in a long time. Um, uh, Coach Vic says, imagine if you had been there the whole game, Kayla. Sorry. They would have destroyed, yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Um, now, H2S Drum Kit says, I'll always have I'll always have to have a mental asterisk on Elks Football 2021 with the shortened season and the awful COVID situations with the ball club. Still a horrendous ordeal with our team. Which, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that is definitely playing a role. Um but uh and and that is uh that is section gp actually that said that so um uh this oh here we go then coach vic said just my opinion for those of us who were there all year and support the team they should have gone all out for us fan appreciation is for those who are there and derek said he did get the football so that's good um so yeah i mean it i, I think that the general feeling is that you know we 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 wanted to see a bit more we wanted to see you know appreciate I, the people who were there i won't lie when i went to that first game though the home opener i was ecstatic mostly because we haven't been able to watch football in a year and a half agreed and it was the whole new team name and everything else and it was you know an exciting time and i mean but after that it was just like 
that kind of that 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 wind got sucked out of the sails very very quickly, right? And it just it. I think for me personally, it also was more so with what was going on off the field than what was on the field. Yeah. And yeah. you, you hear all these rumors and speculations and you're just like, uh, just it's, it's, it's hard to get behind that. Even with the whole new team name, like I was all for, I literally bought a t-shirt and a hat day one when they announced yeah. the team name. Me right? too. So I'm not, right I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not that I wasn't all about the team name and all that, but it's, it's definitely a, yeah, they got to figure some stuff out in the off season, I think. Yeah, which would be, yeah, the, the, a lot of a lot of looking in mirrors. I think. I hope. We <laughs> <see>. <laughs> One hopes. Sorry, sorry, Kamish. That was. <laughs> I knew that was that might get a little uh, reaction there. Um, all right, well, let's talk about this week's game. Let's set up this week's game. Uh, second half of the doubleheader. Elks travel to the rectangle to take on the Riders at a 2 o'clock in the afternoon time, which could you imagine if we'd had a 2 o'clock in the afternoon game here where we weren't all freezing and Kayla could have been on time. Would have been amazing. Um, but Hey, <laughs> it was right. actually really warm on, on Friday. So Yeah, I know. It wasn't it was, cold. It was nice. Um but uh, I'm glad that they're getting the 2 o'clock game. That's awesome. Um, now, this game, is it any different from the last game, Joe? Well, I think the Riders have film on Fletcher now because they went into the game not knowing True. what the guy brought to the game. So I think they're going to obviously focus on that more. But I think, as I said before, is definitely their best game, the the Elks' best game of the since, you know, Labor Day. So I think if they can build on that and keep that momentum, especially that fourth quarter momentum, because they they basically, like I said, shut down Saskatchewan in that fourth quarter, and they were pushing to get that touchdown or that last second field goal, I guess, late in the game. You know, except Duke Williams had to get the onside kick. You know, but I mean, <laughs> if they could come up with, yeah, here you go. Yeah. If they, if they could continue that that momentum. Um, early on especially and kind of maybe put some pressure on Saskatchewan I, I think it, it could be a different outcome all right Kayla what do you think that's just exactly it I mean you're going into one of the loudest stadiums and they are rambunctious and now making the playoffs I mean these fans are going to go crazy and if you can keep them silent and, and continue on that momentum but don't stall it out in half of the game keep it going be consistent and, you know, keep the guys on the field who prove that they can actually make plays and want to be there. I mean, there's got to be some reward for your actions on and off the field. And I don't care if you're a veteran or if you're a rookie. If you gain that spot by the way you play, then you earn it, in my opinion. I don't care where you rank at this point. I mean, like you said, guys are probably fighting for their jobs. Well, it's time for the vets to step up and start showing why they were picked and selected in the first place to be a vet on this team. Prove yourself and just shut up that crowd. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate the thanks and smile at the end of that. <laughs> shut up, Saskatchewan. Like shut, up. Promise, shut up. <laughs> I must say, though, on Friday, it was probably like half and half, so I appreciate it because they actually put more butts in the stands. So yes. you have to give them that, and, you know, I love my my rider friends, but golly, man, not yeah, this time. Not well, this and, time. and the thing is, like, I know at this game um, – you know, like Janice was there and I, I was upset that I didn't get to a chance to go and, and to see her. But, you know, we know a lot of amazing Ryder fans. And um, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to be happy for them. And at the same time, it's like, bah, the wrong shade of green. Can't have Did that. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, but I am happy for them. Uh, but I, I do hope we find a way to keep them quiet uh, this coming Saturday. Um, now. Keys to the game. Joe, what do you got for keys to the game uh, for the Elks to pull this one off? I know you already said, you know, keep the pressure on and things, but is there yeah. is there players you're going to be looking for to have big games or things like that? It'll, it, it, I guess it'll be like, we'll have to see what the rosters look like when they come out to see who's actually playing. Because, I mean, 
Uh, I, I'd like to see Fletcher keep going. He he had a really good game. He he actually surprised me. I wasn't expecting much, but when I saw that first, I think he had it was a second or first first or second run he had that game where he just broke it up the middle for like twenty or thirty yards. Like yes. I was just like, okay, who is this guy? But um, so definitely they they got to balance, have that run run pass balance. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's I, I pretty much said it before. They just got to keep that pressure going and keep that momentum. And you know, I, I think just kind of freak out Fajardo. He's one of those quarterbacks that he buckles under pressure. He's kind of like Bo Levi Mitchell Jr. or light. <laughs> you get a little pressure on him, and he just you know he starts throwing and it you know passes in the wrong direction or, or you know doesn't get it you know to the receiver and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I, I think we 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 proven that he's he he gets a little worked up when it doesn't go his way. So if we can get pressure on 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 Cody, I think it'll definitely come out good for the Elks. All right, fair enough, Kimish. What do you got? Um, on the field goal post, put a little yeah. sign that says "Aim here, Fajardo," and we're golden. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's a tall order, and. I'm asking a lot, but it'd be great to get good field position from the special teams. Again, what? I'm asking too much. I know. But okay, I asked was... you for keys of the game, not <laughs> miracles. Not... Well, if you get field good field position, you know, our offense might be able to find the, the, the end zone a little bit more often. But I know, I said tall order. And... It's the but... only... <laughs> Sunderland traded for Devontae Deadman. There. Then your dream would come true. Wow. Yeah, That's true. Never going Maybe to Maybe not even then some, because we've had a curse since 2014? No, uh, 15. 15? Yeah. Kendall Lawrence, we actually had some. Kendall Lawrence, yeah. So, I mean, at this point, our... <laughs> We just need to find the end zone. We need touchdowns. We just need to outscore them. At this point, that's all it takes. <laughs> because Kayla's like, key to the game is score more points. points. I know, like, <laughs> but that's just it. Like we we had the formula in this last game. We just could not find that ending touch and, and continue that momentum throughout the game. And I mean, it's just football one on one. I feel like we need to go back to and. Apparently that's asking again too much, but man, um, I'm super positive. Yeah, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna bring back something you said at the beginning of the game that I would love to see in this game. B- bring out something different, like try a, a I don't know a flea flicker. Onside, try onside kick on the opening kickoff. D- uh, sure, like just hey, why not? like. Why not? Our special teams are going to let them get back to the 50 anyway. You might as well kick it and just try to catch it there. Like, why make it harder on yourself? Like, I, um, I, but I, I just think that, they're, like, just you gotta, like, tr- show that you're trying something different to try. It doesn't have to be every play. Like, not every play has, can be a trick play, but it, do something that is not like, okay, screen pass. Or or a curl off to the side or whatever. I although I will say that I think I don't remember who it was exactly, but we did have one pass that was down the middle with the guy in motion. And if we could just see that a little more often, I would be very happy with that. So lead the receiver. I know. Don't have him turn around and stop. Like actually throw it have so him that running he running down the field. I know. I'm a- again. That's also asking a lot. You guys are like professionals or something. You should be coaches. Like, should- <laughs> score more points, points. Throw people in motion. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you a margarita for a reward on the sidelines. Like, is how is that not? Yeah, that's the- come on. That's what has to happen. I, I think it's going to be interesting, especially for this next game, because I think our buckle will probably play if he doesn't start. Possible. I mean, he's if and that might jumpstart the offense too right and the thing is is that sure they've seen Arbuckle when he was with Toronto if I remember correctly he was the only team that actually beat Winnipeg was it was he the quarterback that he was so they they have film on him obviously but they don't have film on him with this offense so 
that could be kind of a key to the game too. It depends on who's starting quarterback. So um, that being said, I think I think Cornelius is surprised us all. I think when he first came into the to replace Harris in that one game, it was like we're like this. What is this? We no one knew who he was, but I think now, like I, I it was one of my notes that I think he's actually a he's a competent and capable backup for next season. Like right. he, they're not going to have Arbuckle sitting on the bench making starter salary. Right. So, but he's a. I, I feel more confident going into next year if they keep both of them. To 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 have somebody to come in should something happen to Arbuckle or if Arbuckle needs a, you know, break so to speak. Yeah, or ha- have some consistency at some position, right? Yeah, absolutely, right. right? Yeah, I I would agree with that absolutely. Uh, now we'll go through our pickums. Uh, before that, I'll just make sure that there isn't uh, what other keys to the game we might have been said here. Um, uh, let me just see. Uh, okay, I would. Uh, so Ken says I would challenge anyone to name a professional football organization that does not have anyone to answer the phone. <laughs> that's that's probably uh, probably yeah. spot on. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Let me just see here. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Connie said, I was talking with an Elks player who shall remain nameless, and his feeling was that the coaching was lacking. Often guys were making their own adjustments mid-game. He also said the COVID break really affected the team, which is precisely what we've been saying, is that I think that really, uh, I think that that caused some issues in the locker room. Yeah, but because was that right after Labor Day? It was right before Labor Day because then they had that break oh, right, and then right, they right. went into Labor Day and we all thought, well, there's only going to be some people and they're going to get creamed and then they found a way to, to, to play that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I definitely agree. They, something about that, I, I always sense there was a little dissension in the, amongst the ranks, amongst players. Mm-hmm. You just, watching the game even on TV, you just feel it. Right. Well, if it happens in real life with real people, well, not saying they're not real, but you know what I mean? Football players are real? (laughs) (laughs) Just when I thought they were all Legos. (laughs) John, it's bound to happen. The Jetsons? (laughs) The Jetsons. I wish they had Jetsons night at the Commonwealth where they'd fly in on the little spaceship. That'd be, come on. Come on. They have the. Rosie is around there vacuuming on the sidelines. Like we'd all love it. Come on, that's that. That brings in the right crowd, doesn't it? Kayla has no idea what we're talking about. No, I just no. sang the theme song. Yeah, she did. She does. <laughs> I love nice. the Jetsons and the movie I watched very many times. They could that's have the, the Jetsons. They could have the Flintstones night. I, I'm all over this. Uh, Coach Vic says, "How about have an offensive game plan?" That would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good key to the game. Uh, Ed says, Kamish is asking too much. Uh, Connie says, is Terry Williams playing? I saw he had a boot on yesterday. Ooh, that's... Well, I, again, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Scary Terry. But does it matter who's back there when nobody blocks? Like, there's no there's no system. Our, our system is catch and fall down. So that's... I don't know. You could put us back there and we'd probably have the same results. I I guarantee I would, but I'd be injured after the first play because one well, guy fine. would hit me and, and I'd be I would like, go okay. in and then Mike would go would in go and then <laughs> <laughs> Well, what and are then we going to do? would return a touchdown and yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we'd all be like, that was the key. The key was Kayla. Yeah. Just have to manipulate them in other ways. <laughs> I want. Kayla to go in and for her nameplate to say the commish. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ed says, put Coach Vic on the sidelines. We'll get results. And mm-hmm. I can't uh, argue with that at all. Um, and Section GP says, line of scrimmage. Obvious, but it will be determining come Saturday afternoon. And I cannot agree more and connie says yes the lack of blocking is definitely an issue it has been an issue for many years so 
Uh, let's get to our pickums now, Joe. Uh, as the guest, uh, you will get to pick the prop bet for the Elks game, and I will set the line. But I'll let you think about that for a moment while we do our other pickums. Uh, first game: Hamilton versus Toronto. This is in Toronto. Uh, interesting game as they are kind of coming up uh, both very close to obviously Toronto in first with uh, Hamilton right behind them. Who do you got in this game, Joe? Uh, I actually picked the Argos. Whoa, really? Yeah, I, I think they. I think they want that home field advantage in the playoffs. I think they want to spoil Hamilton's uh, home field back-to-back games in the playoffs. So yeah, I picked the Argos to win. All right, Commissioner Kayla. I think they want it. I don't think they're going to get it. Only the only. I knew it was coming. I love it. It's like just lobbing up softballs. Here we go. Um, I agree with you, Kamish. I think Hamilton is just... Toronto just seems like they... Well, and again, they kind of... They did win two in a row, but they won two in a row like... Like skin of teeth. Like, I don't know. Um, Hamilton's starting to get on a roll and they're coming off a bye week, so... I'm I'm gonna go Hamilton. All the, oh no, they're not. No, they played BC last week, but they beat them up. So I'll say Hamilton in this game. Uh, Calgary versus BC in BC. Now this should be an interesting game, Commissioner. Who you got? I don't have a choice, Commissioner. Opposite. I'm going with the Lions. <laughs> R.I.P. Riley. Please stay on your feet. O line, do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I want to after the last couple of games say BC finds a way, but yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Calgary in this one. Joe, I'm I'm with you. I pick Calgary as well. All right, all right. Uh, Ed just said, "Good God, I'm agreeing with Joe." That's a man. Somebody write that on the calendar. That's amazing. Um, Okay, next game, the one right before ours, is the rematch from last week. Winnipeg in Montreal. Uh, After Montreal kept it close until that fourth quarter in Winnipeg, um, I am going to go with Winnipeg once again. Um, I think that they do find a way. That team is right now on a mission to just have that you know, one lost season. And I know there's that whole, you know, you want to rest players, get ready for playoffs, all those types of things. But uh, man, they're just, they're a well-oiled machine and they want to make sure that I think they really want to prove that that fourth quarter is theirs and no more, no more people getting points in the fourth. So um, I, I'll give this one to Winnipeg. Joe. Uh, I have Winnipeg too. I, I don't see them losing another game this year honestly i mean at this point it's probably just easier if they just give winnipeg the rake up and just let us all go to hamilton and have a giant party and just save us all the trouble of going and sitting in minus 30 weather in hamilton uh fair enough just saying i'm not saying we can't go to hamilton and have a great cup and have fun just, any given Sunday, my friend. Any given Sunday. I know. know. That is true. Don't know. Yeah. That's true. They were supposed to win in 2019, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kamish, who you got? Oh, man. My head and my heart are completely on the opposite side. I can't <laughs> see this happening. But, I mean, I always pick the owls, and I just want – I don't know. A lot of people give Trevor Harris a hard time and. Whether it's deserved or not, I really want to see a little redemption for him. Um, so, and I, you know, I always cheer for Vernon Adams Jr. and Kari Jones. Like, I just can't help it. I can't help myself. And watching William Stanbeck is just like a beautiful thing. It's just like a tank in World War II running over their opposition. Like, it's just so bananas to watch you know Kayla's analogies are the best part of this podcast (laughs) I know I've said that for many years he he reminds me of um uh I'll think of his name Tennessee Titans uh Henry Derrick Henry Derrick Henry right Mm -hmm. just a tank on the field a man on a mission wham bam thank you man there he goes so 
owls. You know, long story short, I'll go with the owls. Okay. Because why not? <laughs> oh, it's good to have the uh, – it's good, good, good to shake it up. I like that. Uh, Joe, give us a prop bet that we can set a line on for the Elks this week. Uh, well, this one's going to be an interesting because it's um, – I'm going to go with um, Nick Arbuckle – Completion percentage. <laughs> okay, so A, you're saying that he's going to start. Yeah. And we want to know completion percentage, and I don't know what receivers he's going to have, because if he has some of those other ones, um, we know that the percentage has not been great. Uh, why don't but they we... might also catch the ball because it's not coming into their hands at 190 miles an hour. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, a, good, that's a good point. It's a good point. Um. All right, well, why don't we say Nick Buckle, Nick Arbuckle. Hmm. Nick Buckle. Nick Buckle. That's that's the other guy. He's the backup. I don't know if you've heard of him yet. But he's been... Very pirate-esque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, but, uh, Mike said this to me this, this week, too. I should probably just say that he really hopes that Arbuckle stays around for September next year and that we have a game on National Pirate Day, so all we can do is say, Arbuckle, like the whole game. That'll be great. Uh, let's go with, I swear this isn't a joke. This is actually what I was thinking, but 69.5%. So what do you say, Joe? Is he over or under? I'm going to say over 69.5. All right. Okay. What, what did you have in your brain for him, his, his completion percentage? <sighs> Somewhere in that 71, 72. So not overly high over top of the, the percentage, but um, I think it's going to be a lot of short dump passes. I mean, especially if they could use Fletcher out in the open, right? So Fair, fair. Yeah, good idea. Kamish? Hmm. <laughs> what, was, uh, what was Cornelius's percentage? Last game was 60%. 60, 20, yeah. 21 for 35, which has been, I think... A, it was his best completion percentage all, all the games I think he started, so, because so. he's mostly had in that 55 to 57 range. Yeah. So. yeah, so, I mean, the kid's getting better, but, I mean. Wow, I'm just, I'm going to go under. I, just, I don't feel the confident enough to actually give our offense the benefit of the doubt of actually going over. <laughs> no matter who is uh, okay. QB. All right. Yeah. Um, I am going to go uh, with the over, but just because I had 70% in my mind. So that's if he's in, I think that's where he lands, somewhere in that range. Um, all right. That was pretty cool. Now, in, uh, in fantasy football, are you playing fantasy football this year, Joe? I am. I'm not doing very well, though. No? Okay. Just like everybody else, right? You, yeah, I, you, pick, <laughs> you pick one guy one week and he gets five points, and then the next week he gets like 38. So. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's like me picking McLeod Bethel-Thompson this last week. I'm like, oh, right. he's going up against Ottawa. It'll be great. Yeah. Like yeah three touchdowns or three interceptions later. Yeah. Four points. Oh, brutal. Anyway, uh, I did still find a way, though, to pull out the win against Mike in the CFPN Fantasy Challenge. So uh, that was exciting. Uh, so I hang on to my top spot, although I think I'm in second only because the tiebreaker is overall points. And uh, Coop got a few more than me there, so, uh, of course, from the uh, Canadian Football Countdown podcast. Uh, I'm not sure who is playing who this week because I don't have the schedule, but uh, uh, make sure that you're following along um, on the CF Pod Network. Uh, and, of course, listen to all those amazing shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. Oh, I should probably do this. cfpodnetwork.ca. There we go. Uh, okay, we'll just uh, make sure we get the proper logo in there. Uh, so, uh, before we go uh, this evening and before we get into where we find everybody, uh, this episode is also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming, and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing, so now is a great time for you to look at your utility bills and ensure you are on the best plan. 
Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to, and Park Power is happy to provide free, no-obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's super easy, and you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to your communities with your utilities bill. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Well, Joe, thank you again for joining us to talk all things Elks. We very much appreciate it. Um, not, I mean, everyone should know by now, but where do they find you on all of the socials and things so that they can chat with you more? Uh, well, I'm exclusively on Twitter, mostly. Like okay. Like 99% of the time, so it's at Balinescu. So if you don't follow me by now, don't bother. Um, <laughs> Are you sure it's not Balinescu? Are you sure? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's Balinescu. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm just 100% sure. I've only been calling myself that for 43 years. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I have Instagram and Facebook and all that crap, but I rarely spend time there. So I'm like yeah, Kayla. That's fair. Just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, she's the IG world. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? Well, at secretly exclusively at what am I on? Oh my gosh. On Twitter. Duchesslombardi.com. That's a new one. Even I better. I just, wow. Is this gin? No. <laughs> Are you sure there's no alcohol in there? Oh my goodness. You can all, yeah, exclusively. Oh you can find me on Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. Don't even try on Instagram. I won't add. I won't go there with you. Okay. That's I'm, I'm, I must be special because I follow Kayla on Instagram. Ooh. But we're, we're, we're actually legit friends, so. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Hey, everybody in the chat, you heard her. <laughs> legit friends. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> that's, that, that's the title of the podcast. We're legit friends. <laughs> no lies. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Come on before. She was like, eh, this Joe guy. Yeah, well, it's not like you're Ryan. She wouldn't have been here then, so that's so it's probably probably good. Never shows up that's right. That's right. Um, so uh, we mentioned it before, uh, but make sure that you are uh, following along, pay it forward with football, and of course, check out their stuff a wallet campaign. Uh, you can check it, pay it forward with football dot com. And, uh, of course, you can donate cash there or get in touch with them for gift cards uh, and then nominate a family where they can uh, then, uh, you know, give them something special for Christmas. And, of course, make sure you are following all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network. And you can find those at albertapodcastnetwork.com. There you go. Trying to make some fun in there. Uh, and of course, join us. You can join us at the Turf District. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, join in the huddle. Have a chat with us, uh, especially as we get into the game on Saturday. It'll be very exciting. Um, Joe, I saw you grabbing something. Is there something that we need to know about? No, no. I just saw somebody say Lego figures, and I was going to point out all my Lego in the background. Look but... at that. Yeah, it's lovely Lego. Nice. It's like ha- That's not even half of my Lego sets. So I... <laughs> We need more Legos. Yeah, I do need more Legos. Absolutely. Like like the players on the field is what I've been told. Oh, no, they're real players, actually. They're real. That's right. They're not not Jets and robots, apparently. (laughs) What? That is ridiculous. I don't know why we're even here. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. And thank you to everybody on YouTube that joined us for uh, the live show. Uh, Make sure that you're sharing and uh, telling all your friends about it. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. Uh, We are over 100 on YouTube now, so keep that coming. We really appreciate it. And so for uh, Commissioner Kayla, for Joe, for Superfan Mike, and for me, thanks for joining us. And remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely... Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. Look at that. I already got a new follower. Thank you. Wow. Twitter works. Your podcast works, Andrew. <laughs>